Welcome to the Young Americans podcast. Today I'm joined here by Sean and Joaquin. They're back on the show again. And today we're going to be talking about the future of the political clubs at LMU and just the political climate in general. And so I'll have both them go over the clubs they want to do. We were hoping to have on some of the heads of college Republicans, but there was a last minute leadership and scheduling change. So long story short, now we have Joaquin here and he's going to represent the other side of the aisle, I guess you'd say. I'm going to try and remain more impartial because I'm going to be graduating. So Joaquin's going to be taking over the Young Americans Club and Sean's going to be taking over College Democrats. Although Joaquin, you're also going to be taking over with Rankin as well. Rankin, unfortunately, can't be here either. We're Last minute scheduling, everything's kind of up in the air. So, just to start with you, Sean, so I seem less biased. What do you <laughs> What do you plan to do with College Democrats in the future? Where are you going to be taking the club? What are your ideas or goals that you're trying to achieve? So, uh, just to start, I want to talk a little bit about like where uh, where things were when I like entered the scene. Uh, like this is my first year here. I haven't been involved in this club uh, prior to it. Um, Long story short, it's we've kind of built it back from the ground up. It was in a very rough spot uh, when I uh, entered. I missed one meeting, and in that one meeting, everything fell apart. And then I walk in on the next meeting. It's like, hey, you know, half of our board's gone. A lot of our members are gone. We don't really know what to do. Would you like to be a part of the club? I'm like, all right. And from there, uh, we went through a bit of a rough spot, you know, people not really being interested, but – we managed to find some success in the second semester, um, and we've built up a small but very consistent group of people who I believe have a genuine interest. We've managed to fill our uh, completely, okay, like almost completely new board of people who seem dedicated to the job. Um, and now that we've built up this base going to next semester, I want to actually start doing things with the club because the main focus of this year was just keeping it alive. Um, so now that we have more people and we have people who are willing to put forth some work and some effort, we want to start getting more events out there, um, start reaching out to more members in the community, um, uh, get on more guest speakers. We tried to do that uh, first semester, did not work at all. Um, no None of the people we advertised to showed up, um, mostly because person was a bit of a nobody. And also, like, bad timing, bad scheduling. Um, but we're going to change that. We're going to start working with the, the higher-ups, our parent organizations at California, uh, California College Democrats. I've gotten in touch with some of them. And it sounds like we're going to get more help from them to, you know, sponsor and put our message out there. Um, as for the general atmosphere of the club, while we do want to get more political, as in we want to become more active in the community and putting our voice out there more, we don't want to become more uh, polarizing or partisan. Because um, I, I think that's a major concern for uh, the very mixed group we have uh, in College Democrats. Uh, I probably shouldn't mention the fact that the majority of us aren't Democrats, but it's... For the moment, it's a group of people who are just very interested in discussing political ideas and doing it in a way that's uh, uh, somewhat freeing. Um, nobody's really held to a lot of scrutiny. Lot, you know, what happens in the club stays in the club. People don't go out and out them for saying something that they weren't really sure of or didn't really believe in. We want to, you know, get more people in on that, have a sort of welcoming community where people are allowed to spread express political opinions the way they believe them but you don't have to you know express it the way we want you to um so yeah i think that's the major tagline more political more active but less partisan we want to try to get everybody involved in on this because we want to work with yaf we want to work with uh college republicans uh why do you say if they'll have us uh women politics if they'll have us um and just get more people in on you know immersing themselves in the political environment in a way that doesn't feel like they have to pick a side um i've done some tabling in the past for the club and i've already started to try and do this i would sit down they'd ask me like how do you feel about the other clubs you know they're expecting me to you know throw as much shade as i can but i'm like you know everybody like we all got our own opinions and everybody is from what I've from what I've seen, some people say other things, but everybody has their own welcoming communities. It's just focusing on different 
sides of political issues. It's like, you should try them all. And we should not be making that harder and, you know, trying to judge people for going to, you know, college Republicans meeting before you go to college Democrats meeting. People shouldn't feel afraid of, um, you know, exploring their options, so to speak. I know, like I, I guess I will throw some shade. I walked in on a YDSA meeting, and when I told them I was from College Dems, they they kind of took a bit of a pause. They kind of looked at me, and they're like, "Oh, so you're from uh, you're from that group, eh?" I don't want to do that to people. That you know, we're starving for members as it is. We can't push away anybody. Um, but yeah, so just trying to engage a wider audience and starting to uh, put our voice out there more. Yeah, I think that's a very good sign because I think a lot of the major clubs, at least with YAF and CR and College Democrats, everyone, they're all, I think they're all trying that similar approach of being more open and welcoming people in and open to discussion. And I think that's going to be pretty good for just the political climate going forward. And I like how I've seen over the past few years, College Democrats and College Republicans both started up Again, while I was here, because I think they both were a thing back in the 70s or 80s. They're, they used to exist, but not in recent years. And they both started up again. It's been interesting to see the clubs evolve and grow. And so I think College Democrats is on a good path right now. It's be interesting to see where it goes in the next few years. So I, th- I, I think you guys have a bright future ahead, not to be too cheesy. But <laughs> Thank you. And then from the other side of the aisle, Joaquin, you've been a member of YEF and College Republicans a bit. So tell me a bit about yeah your experience with the clubs and where you hope to take um, YAF next year with Rankin and what your plans are with him and how you're going to manage things and just operate on campus or if you have any ideas of what you want to do i mean we've talked i've talked with Rankin for YAF about more tabling more more events and we're really looking to bring in more more conservative speakers that's that's at least we've talked about it and he's going to take care of much of the social and thing events and I'm and I want to take care about being mostly speakers and making sure that people have have a voice and their voices are heard because with college Republicans what I've felt is that uh, a lot of people don't go to the meetings or, or just because they're afraid and I sh- and I think that kind of happens with college Democrats as well but not as much because every time you I mean that happened to me when my sweetmate found out that I was a college Republican. He actually canceled me for a week. No joke. I don't know how a sweetmate can do that, but he made it happen. He yeah, and some some of some of my friends, especially some some of my female friends, started looking at me very differently. And so yeah, that that's that's something that happens. But with Yaf, I want to make sure that everyone who comes, I want to focus on the nonpartisan side of Yaf. Because YAF is not either college Republicans or not either college Democrats. Yes, we kind of work aside with college Republicans because they have some of this. They have more resemblance to YAF than college Democrats. That's kind of obvious. But uh, we're still not a partisan, so we don't want to go. When so, I want to make sure that people who have conservative values and people who don't like either. Republicans or Democrats, I want them to let them know, hey, this is your club. So make sure that the moderate Democrats don't have to go to the socialists because that's kind of that's kind of rough, and uh, that the uh, scared people that are not going to go to the college Republicans meeting in scared of being attacked with being mega fans or something like that, that they can be sure that and after that's not not going to happen. We're just we're just basically conservative, and it's, and if it, that alone gets me canceled, then I'll take the risk, I guess, <laughs> because I mean that's that's uh, that's the political status of America and the world kind of today. I mean, either you're with me or you're against me, and we want to make sure that in YAF that doesn't happen. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty good goal because especially this semester, this year, my my main goal with layoff at least was yeah to talk with the other groups across the aisle and i reached out to uh, ydsa and women in politics and college democrats were the only people who were actually willing to reach out and talk and so now i've talked with uh sean a lot and tessa and all the other people in college democrats and it's a great group of people And i think that when you actually sit down and start talking to people and you put all the issues aside you say yes we disagree on these things but we can talk about it civilly we can still be friends and good people and this and that i think that that's a good goal to aspire to and then 
branching off of that into just the political climate in general at LMU, you're both first-year students here, right? Just yeah, to double-check yeah. that. All right. So how do you feel in your first year here at least? What's the – how would you describe the political climate? Would you say it's um, very, like, left-leaning, very right-leaning? Do you think that there's a lot of political apathy? Do you think that people don't like to talk about politics? Do you think that um, it's an opening environment or not an opening environment? Or just how's the college LMU experience been in terms of the political atmosphere? Either uh, you can answer that. Would you like to take the first stab at this? Okay. I feel like we have a very to, similar idea. Yeah, of I'm going to keep it chill because I could say it's samples, but I know a professor is going to hear this, so no. <laughs> so no. Well, he's not going to care too much, I think. Right? Well, I mean, I, I believe that this school specifically, it's more, it's very left, or at least tries to appear very left-leaning. Mm -hmm. Their students, some of them are not because even though they don't go to the, um, to the meetings or they don't participate, actively in any club they there are many conservative students i've i've met them i mean yes my first semester i only hang out with kind of socialist people so yeah that 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 was rough but yeah um but basically the school tries to appear more left-leaning i mean more too too much liberal for, for example where there's tampoons in the, in the men's bathroom so mm. <laughs> i think that explains it all I've never seen them, but that's but that's a fact. <laughs> I've heard I've heard from very different sources. It was a story, I think. Right? It was a news. I think, I think yeah. I've talked with college Republicans and stuff about that too. I think that was an ongoing thing, but I can't. I wasn't involved. That story. I mean, I, I haven't seen them, yeah. and actually, I, I don't think I want to. So, <laughs> so, I'm just gonna leave it like there. There are they. There are, but yeah. Basically, the school tries to appear more left, more left leaning towards. Um, but their students, some of them, well, I'm going to say a big group of them are not in that yeah. that political scheme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have much to add to that. I do believe that, you know, as an organization on the whole, uh, you know, being a liberal, no, it's, it's not a liberal arts college, but, you know, it's got a liberal arts program and, you know, looking uh, looking like socially progressive is good for business these days. So obviously, you know, whether or not the school's trying to be, you know, adhere to uh, what they believe is right or, you know, that's a whole argument that uh, we won't have time before we get kicked out of this room. Yeah. Um, but it's like that's the appearance they want to take. Joaquin's definitely yeah, right about that. I've also seen that they want to like – less religious they want to take some of the religious they want to look like a secular school more and more they're trying to i don't know that's the feeling i get because kind of kind of they still have the religious values and, and stuff but i mean the, the planned parenthood shit i think that 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 explains it all but i don't know i think they're trying to look more like a yeah you said it a progressive progressive school and, and stuff which is like you said, kind of, yeah, kind of remember, profitable these days, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember us talking on a earlier podcast episode um, about that and how there's that sort of issue with trying to keep to what your, you know, what your school's principles are and um, also maintaining, like, sort of autonomy of students. Um, like, you know, at what point do you... Uh, you know, put your hand in and say, like, you know, this goes against what we're doing. You can't do it because this is what we believe. Um, and while I don't I don't remember enough of that conversation to go back into it, I can definitely see. Uh, I just remember the 3% uh, and the Nazis thing. <laughs> That's all I remember. Are you allowed to make cuts to this? Uh, like, I probably can, but the question is, is it worth it for the— because I got other. I mean, I didn't said on. I didn't said bad stuff. I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a reference. Only true fans will get it. Yeah, <laughs> only true fans. Only true fans. If you want to get it, go to the other episode and listen to the Make whole. Make sure hour like, and follow, and subscribe to <laughs> yeah. look at our earlier episodes. Uh, no, okay. So, um, the one thing I did want to add though is to emphasis uh, put more of an emphasis on the what I believe is the sort of political apathy that you know while there is a. Like, I'm not as in tune with it, but it does seem like there's a strong, uh, somewhat, like, bonding group of conservatives on campus. And there is, a, I believe, a much smaller and a lot, like, a lot stronger bond of, like, a lot of much more left-leaning uh, participants. 
particularly in the YDSA group, uh, there's a, you know, a much stronger concentration in that area. But I think for the general, pers- like the general thing, which is unfortunately the audience that my club is trying to appeal to, um, there's, there's a lot of apathy in there. And I've talked with a lot of people about it, and we believe for the most part is that since the general, not consensus, but like the general opinion is something that's like left, but not quite, it's like, um, it's in this progressive area, um, like everybody's attitudes towards things are much more progressive. I mean, it is LA after all, um, because everybody kind of agrees for the most part, except for, you know, these more bonded communities, people don't feel like it's a topic of discussion. You know, they give their, you know, they give their opinion on something. Everybody just kind of goes, yep, that's, it's like, yeah, that's right. And then, you know, you go off and do something that is more important to you because people don't see it as a conflict. You know, they're like, oh yeah, I'm in the right. And I don't really, I'm not really in an environment where I am, where I know or am completely aware of people who disagree with me. Um, Because I think that's, um, that's a trait that I've noticed in like, particularly conservatives and like far progressives. It's that they're keenly aware of those who oppose to their ideas. Um, Obviously, since the far progressive side is like, trying to be very anti or trying to go against the school, trying to get them to change things and to change their, their, you know, their structure. There's obviously people don't want that and they are aware of that. And that kind of, you know, makes the community a lot more close knit. Same thing with uh, the conservative, uh, the general conservative stance, you know, Joaquin was saying like, he got canceled by his roommate for a week, <laughs> which mate. I still want to hear more about. Sweet oh, mate. sweet mate. I want to know how you get canceled in real, like in person. <laughs> like if he like unfollowed you from Instagram, I get that. But like. That's the worst I, part is he didn't, he didn't unfollow me. That's the worst <laughs> part. Yeah. I, uh, I want to hear a little bit more about that later. But I mean, uh, my roommate, that sweet mate transferred. So I don't, I don't care. Actually. Oh, okay. All right, as long as it's not a reoccurring issue, because no, no, no. it, it'd be, I can just see him having a conversation. You walk in, it's like, hashtag canceled, leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts up the hashtag sign as he's walking out, like, nope, not nope, for me. Not for me. <laughs> hashtag not my sweet mate. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. But yeah, um, so obviously, like, being a conservative, you have to be pretty aware of who doesn't agree with you, and... That even, and that you know, people will disagree with you, and people will look at you differently without even hearing you out. Um, but yeah, that like, in general, that's not the audience college gem, uh, college gems has appealed to in the past. Um, so it's very you know, it's very hard to be like, hey, come express your ideas. It's like, why? Uh, everybody agrees with me already, and I don't have to reevaluate my opinions i got the right ones i'm not saying they are the right ones um i mean it does it's a little obvious what i lean to more towards because you know being president of college dems Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's in majority the apathy that comes from people feeling very confident very set in their opinions without feeling the need to combat with the other side i suppose yeah, um, I'm just thinking more about the yeah the whole political appy thing. I think that you might be onto something there. Where I think that there's a lot of people who definitely have their political beliefs where, but I don't know if they realize it necessarily. Where if they hear something they don't ag- like or they don't agree with, they say, "Oh yeah, like I'm not I'm not like that," or "Oh yeah, yeah, I support that," but they don't know why necessarily. They don't really don't really think about it much. And so I think a lot of that political apathy is people who actually know. Well, they don't know. They they end up on one side of the aisle or not. Where I have a lot of friends who I'll talk to, where they're say, "Oh yeah, I'm a centrist, or I'm I'm not political. Like I don't get involved in politics." But then they always talk about, you know, they they support like this thing, like like Joe Biden's doing things. They oppose all this like Trump stuff, or they like this person, they don't like that person. It's all along political lines. And I always have I I'm thinking like they definitely lean a political way. I just don't think they realize it because they yeah. think they're centrist, but that's just because everyone around them 
all these other like quote unquote apolitical people think similarly. And I think there's probably a lot of other people where if you went to a more conservative place, like a campus in like the middle of Idaho or something, you would probably have the reverse where there'd be a lot of conservative people who are like, oh yeah, I'm not political, but then they line up more conservative. And I think it's just people who don't necessarily realize they have these political ideas, maybe because they haven't thought about it a lot yet. And I don't necessarily blame them. Like politics is not a fun thing to get into. And it's, well, it can be fun, but there's there's a lot I of mean, ups and Trump downs. made it's, it kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Follow, it can be fun. He, but yeah. he made it kind of fun. Come on, his interviews were kind of funny. <laughs> the way he just called fake news. Like, I mean, that 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 became a meme. It makes things interesting nowadays. Yeah, things are definitely interesting. You're never bored in politics, I guess you'd say. Um, but I think one of them. Um, Going into LMU, I don't know if you two are thinking the same way, because when I first went to LMU as a freshman, I was more expecting it to be a very a more overtly aggressive out there left wing kind of campus, because you always hear these things about how, oh, L.A. and a college film school in L.A. that's going to be super conservative and uh, not super not conservative, super liberal and super left wing. And all these people are going to try and cancel. You got to like hide yourself. And I never necessarily got that, and I ran into a lot more people who were apolitical or supposedly apolitical, and so I would say, I mean, oh, apolitical, yeah. but they hate Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> apolitical, but and then they have their political views. But <laughs> it would be a lot of things where I would tell them, and yeah, from do this or that, and they would be like, oh, like I don't know what that is, but cool. And it's just a lot of those things. Where, like for instance, we were having the Michael Knowles and Andrew Clavin speaker event freshman year, and I saw one of my professors walking by, and she was. Not conservative. I, I'm. She didn't. She didn't get into politics. You can tell she's simply, not conservative. But yeah. it's simply not. Conservative. She's one of those people who's non-political, but you know where they line up, basically. And so she was like, "Oh, like cool. Like, what are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, this is an event. We're bringing some people." And she's like, "Oh, that's cool. Like, you could like hand out these flyers to the class." And I was like, "I, I don't know if you want me handing out these flyers to the class. Like, I'll, I'll do it, but I, I don't think that that would be a smart idea, basically." And so it's all these things where I think there's a lot of people who just don't know too much about the politics and so you talk about these more in-depth issues like they know the the basic things they'll say oh like pro-life pro-choice i know that and all these other things but i was expecting college and lmu and la and everything to be much more like aggressive more in your face sort of liberalism progressivism but i didn't necessarily feel that and if anything i felt that yeah there's just a lot of political apathy or people not knowing or necessarily caring too much to get involved in politics and especially when you table nine times out of ten people just say oh no like i don't get into politics and just keep walking which is fair and so i was almost not I'm not surprised but it was it was interesting to come here and just realize that that's not what the political environment was like i don't know if you two have that same experience where if it is different than what you're expecting if you're expecting it to be kind of like this or what your thoughts were going into school and how the realities have shaped up to that or if you had any thoughts about politics going in because i don't know if you guys came in wanting to talk about politics or I mean, I expected to get canceled at least four times this year, something like that. <laughs> are and you then, up to schedule? Or are you? No, nah, very, very, very is lacking. I'm very lacking. It's you know, only I only had once. my sweetmate canceling me. I don't know if that I should count that one actually. That counts. I think. That, that counts. That okay, counts. I only got one. But... Well, you got three weeks to get more. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to pick it up. Yeah. I, got three, I got three weeks to get all the school to hate me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I expected to be more left because you always hear stories about no nah, California. If you don't give your pronouns, you're gonna get spelled in the school or something like that. I mean, I did have to write mine on my door. That I only had to for first semester. Now my pronouns are not there. That's not there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. I, I don't I know why I've because taken... in first semester they already came and. I wasn't in the room. It was only my my roommate. And they already came and she was like, write your pronouns. Not joking. Jeez. <laughs> Not joking. Mine was a lot more passive. Though. He's like, hey, I noticed you guys didn't, you know, I didn't write on the door. And, you know, it wasn't that, like, I had a problem with writing my pronouns. It was, it was that my name tag was an Among Us name tag. <laughs> yeah. It still is. I still have <laughs> still that is, yeah. shit on my door. <laughs> and I'm like, I... I don't want to do anything. I want gotta, to tear it down so no, bad, but keep I, that. Yeah. like I, I, I had like taken it off at one point, and my RA was like, "Hey, I noticed you removed your sticker. You need to put it back by the end of the week." I'm like, "What? Oh, okay. I put it back." I, up. I've like, seen people who took it down, and because they threw it away, they told them like, "No, you need to put it back." They just got some duct tape, put it in, and write and write their names on the front. But yeah, it's like, um. 
I don't know, like being like native California, especially like Bay Area, I knew coming in here that regardless of the school's opinion, the general like thing was going to be like, oh, yeah, like I consider myself uh, more left leaning, Mm -hmm. Um, even though like I don't have any specific stances. It's like, you know, you know, I don't like Trump, as Joaquin was saying. It's like that was going to be the general stance of like, I don't like Republicans, but I don't really know what to do from there. Um, I think think about why there's like I while you were talking about uh, like handing out the flyers something I thought about is that the school really doesn't want to get politically involved Mm -hmm. it does not want to give well you know yeah it does not want to give stances like at all if stances are being given it's like oh the students have to do it because, like, I've tried to communicate with, like, professors, especially the professors. I've tried to communicate, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're not really supposed to work with, you know, the with groups. And, you know, they said groups, but I had a feeling it was, like, specifically the political groups. They weren't allowed to say things that – well, I'm not saying there's, like, you know, a gag order or anything, but it's like – they weren't really allowed to help. They're like, we'll help guide you. We'll help give you advice, but we can't like give, we can't give endorsements. We can't give like uh, official sounding uh, support. And I mean, going back to the Planned Parenthood response, like everybody was, uh, to reference our previous podcast again, even though everybody was up in arms about that one line where we are going to, you know, take a look at our policies and make sure that they align with our uh, school's message. Realistically, has anything been done about that? Not to my knowledge, no. I mean, because that's exactly, like, in my mind, that's exactly what it is. They threw out that line. It's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go back and check. And they just threw everything away. It's like they said what they need to say to have everybody satisfied that like it was going to be given an honest effort. Maybe somebody did, you know, behind the scenes work. Like I don't want to discredit whoever, if anybody put in that honest effort, I don't want to discredit them, but I don't feel like it happens because there's been no follow up. I haven't heard anything from women in politics saying like, um, cause they were afraid that they were going to get shut down in some regards. I haven't seen it happen. I haven't seen any follow up on that. Um, so yeah, the school really just wants to keep its hands clean as much as it can and appeal to everybody because, you know, the more people who like you, the more money that gets sent in from, uh, students' parents. So because the school is sort of unwilling to really like take stances or push ideas itself and really wants the students to do it, you know, yeah, there's, uh, there's a real lack of support and it's kind of discouraging for the groups on campus who are trying to be politically active. I don't know if, you know, YAF experienced much of that. Well, uh, I I know that YAF gets much of its support from outside, and there's a lot more of a connected level. But for, like, college gems, I probably for college Republicans as well, like, the lack of support on campus, it's a bit demoralizing. Trying to get, like, an event set up, and they're like, they'll give you, like, the vague details. But... They, you know, they're not exactly enthusiastic. And it's it's demoralizing to have an event and be like, I think we're on for this. I think we have this room. Uh, I think we have this at this time. Um, I don't think we can, you know, work over here, but we just have to, you know, throw our flyers to the wind and see what happens. Uh, it, it really doesn't build your confidence. Um and as long as they don't want to take a stance, the the political apathy uh, on large is still going to be a thing, unfortunately. Yeah, because well, from what I remember, at least, our, the biggest issues we've ever had with the AF and the administration is nine times out of ten, so just over money and who's going to pay for things. Because, for instance, they would, try and, they, they would always try and make us pay for security and then it would be this and that and how much money they're going to give us. And it's usually just about money. And then I remember... One of the biggest things, there was a little bit with Ben Shapiro when we brought him my, I think it was my freshman year. Yeah, my freshman year when we brought him. There was yeah, some because back there was, there was a, con- they tried to make that not happen, right, they, or something. They gave us some extra red tape that 
we didn't really think was valid because like other events had never had to go through that same kind of red tape. So there was a bit of that, but I think one of the biggest back and forths we had was just over the rights of who got to like keep the film. Where, because <laughs> LMU is like, oh, Ben Shapiro's coming. He's a big name speaker. Like we like to archive all these like big names that come to our campus. But then us and DF, our parent organization, were saying, well, but it's our speaker, so we get to film. And LMU is saying, well, no, because we want to film because it's our campus, and we get to. And so there's a big back and forth on who got the rights to film and who would get to keep it. And so. I, again, kind of going back to what you were saying, I don't think that they were too concerned from a political point of view where they're saying, oh, like we can't have them for this reason. I think it was mostly just the attention it would bring and the name it brings to the campus. Kind of like when they have held the um, the Democratic primary debate here. I don't think it's because they really love the Democratic Party. I think it was because having your university host a presidential primary is a big it's thing. a big thing, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. so I think that it was mostly just, oh, like big attention, big it's not like it's good looks good for us but would they, they care, but. would they hold the no. republican convention <laughs> no because no, it never, doesn't bring in never. as much money i think because it would have been more contra i think they it, it would have been just pushback yeah i don't yeah. think because they really care i think it's because they know that everyone would throw a hissy fit if they did which it would have happened so i'm i mean i just think that it's because trump was in there if it wasn't because he's a polarizer well <laughs> he is polar. He's from. That's the was. That's the best <laughs> yeah. way to describe him. But yeah. I think that if we, if the he wasn't there and the Democratic, the Republican Party wasn't that polarizing because so there are some people who don't get everyone mad like he does. I don't. I don't think the university would ha- wouldn't would have a problem. But it's just that for the Republican Party, for the Republican Party, California is almost like a lost state or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think they've. I don't know, like, Will and all the um, the state-level CR guys definitely haven't given up. But I think, yeah, by and large, at least on the national scale, yeah, the conservatives and the Republican Party have, I think, kind of abandoned California, at least from what I've seen. There's not really much attempt, which, I don't know. We That's a whole other debate on its own about national congressional politics and whatnot. But <laughs> we can have that talk if you want. But I think that's maybe a little less interesting. Um, I'm trying to think about what how I want to phrase this because I guess – Going forward, then, for your guys' clubs in the future and how you want to run things, have, are you have you been in talks with the administration, or do you have any plans of how to work with the administration? You're gonna try to, or because I don't know, a lot of times the administration is always like a secondary thought in the back of people's minds, where they're just the technical things you have to go through to get to the place you want to be. And I know that people have been very helpful to me in the administration, at least. Um, I know people in the SLD office have always been helpful. I don't think that they've ever tried to backhand me or undermine me or like say they can't help and i think they've been very helpful i've heard they've talked behind my back but i hear that a lot about a lot of people that i don't think is true <laughs> For, without getting into a lot of drama there's been a lot of people who say oh so and so is talking behind your back and, blah, blah, blah. and then i talk to them they're like no like that i've never again i don't know who to trust <laughs> in a lot of these situations but i think people say that to me to, either because they're exaggerating something or because they're trying to get me to join their side on the whatever debate or whatever's going on but so I don't know if they're actually talking behind my back. I don't think they are. They're very nice to me in person, and I've had nothing but good things to say about them at least. So I don't know. Yeah, w- with the administration, how do you guys plan on handling them? Because I know that some, t- some people are much more antagonistic. I know a lot of people aren't huge fans of President Snyder on both sides of the political aisle for various reasons. And so how do you guys plan to interact or work with the administration or work against them if you don't like the administration? Uh, I don't have a ton to say about it. Um, most, like... My main focus was like keeping the club alive. The like you said, the administration was a technical secondary thought, and it's kind of funny. I got uh, some of that same experience you did. That apparently, uh, some people have been talking about my behind my back in the SLD office, where uh, I somebody went and mentioned me, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." <laughs> I'm like, "What? I thought it was nice." But at the same time, like, uh, the person who went, every time I went, it was because they were, like, really concerned about it. It's like, Sean, I need you to go down there. I need you to confirm this. I'm like, they have it handled. What are you talking about? I need you to do this. So I walk in just on and out. It's like, hey, uh, you know, it's me again. I need to yeah. talk. I can see how that gets a little annoying. But, you know, regardless of whatever that is, they're still very, um, op- like, open. And, like, from a technical level, it's very easy to go through. Um, so that I'm thankful for. Yeah, and about the Snyder bit, I have seen a lot of mixed opinions about Snyder. 
and especially like within my own club i don't know if that's gonna get my club shut down saying that there's an infestation of snyder haters in my club um like i i'm i don't know it's a bit of a dilemma like if i got an opportunity um to work with uh the school on a higher level um like we had tried to do in it like an administrate like event that like tied much more into the administration. Unfortunately, it didn't end up working because, um, you know, there was a wasn't much of a consensus on what to do. People were being very flaky about, uh, you know, setting up times, giving information. Um, so ultimately, the project kind of uh, imploded on itself, and I. I think I had to do a lot of the, like, connecting work, and then I just, like, I just had a few weeks where everything was blowing up, and I'm like, I, I can't deal with this right now, so, like I said, project imploding on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing, like, if, hypothetical scenario, like, I get, like, an email from, like, Snyder's, like, secretary and being like, hey, we want you to promote this. Or like, hey, you know, uh, would you like to join or put your name on like something with the school or would you like to, would you, you know, you like to come up on a panel and talk with, you know, I mean, you all, there's no possible world in which we get invited to like talk to Snyder personally in front of, you know, an audience. But like if they wanted to do like, hey, you know, we're connecting with our, with our uh, student base uh, our student political bases and we're, you know, trying to show communication, like, will my club want that? Do I want that? Um, if I do that, am I going to get called a sellout? Um, it's, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Uh, I want to know what Joaquin thinks on this. Uh, if, uh, you were given the opportunity to like directly communicate or like be in cahoots with, uh, like Snyder and like the upper level administration. Um, are we allowed to talk about the declaration? Um, not any specifics we can mention it exists. <laughs> you don't want to talk about no. it? No. Yeah, we don't have to go into specifics. We have a long way in this college to still no, no, no. Okay, but yeah, like just the. The general, like, antagonistic behavior towards Snyder. Actually, no, that's too strong of a word. Just some people in y'all's club don't like Snyder. That's fair enough to say, right? Yeah. I mean, some people in my club don't like Snyder. I'm surprised, that, fair, people, I'm surprised part... that people in your club don't like Snyder. Well, yeah, I but that was I, think that's also, color, I think that's thing. also because half of our club is your club as well. <laughs> so maybe you guys have bled into... Uh, yeah, that doesn't play. happen in ours. <laughs> but yeah, it's like... <laughs> sensing... uh, yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dissent for President Snyder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have reasons to not like him, but I don't have reasons to like him either. I mean, I'm just like, he's a president, what am I going to do? I'm more focused on reviving the the club, resurrecting the club, getting more people in it. And I think that until I manage to do so, I think I'm not going to go in a full war against the administration. I'm, I'll try to... I'll try to work with them, and well, if they mess with me, I'll mess with them. But um, but if everything runs smoothly, then I'm I'm not gonna cause, I'm not gonna create problems. I'm not gonna be an antagonist or anything, mm-hmm. because I feel like f- there there are priorities in this in this type of scenario. I think like getting more people into the club is like number one priority. Mm-hmm. Then after I actually get to that, and if people want to, then yeah, then yeah, we can maybe. If the administration does something that really pisses us off, then maybe we can do something, or I don't, or I don't know. But for now, I don't see myself going against President Snyder or any or any people from the administration. Yeah. Building off that, we were talking. Um, this is going back a little bit, but also what Joaquin was saying about reviving the club and everything. With everything we've been talking about, with political apathy and this and that, and lack of support from the administration, and all this. How do you two? plan to go about reviving clubs and bringing in more members and involving people in these political talks because we've talked a lot about how people don't necessarily want to engage in those political talks and so how do we go about reviving these political groups and making people want to show up to college democrats and young americans and college republicans and how do we 
encourage people to show up and make sure we have a consistent, strong base, I guess. Donuts. Donuts? Donuts. Donuts and pizza. And yeah, while that sounds like a joke, I like okay. No, 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 no. Pizza's a huge motivator, dude. Yeah, don't, like don't, don't. It it's like a great for, way uh, of sponsoring the club. Don't don't, don't joke about that. Yeah, like uh I was doing tabling and you know, we had our signature for the email list. Even though none of these people have showed up, at least yeah. they put their emails down. That's something, yeah. At least they're, you know, getting this information. Um you know, first hour, no donuts. Two signatures. Uh, next hour, I ordered donuts. We get like ten signatures afterward. I'm not saying it's like you know. I'm not saying it's cause, but it's very strongly correlated. And with the pizza, another situation. I go to a college Republicans meeting. There's pizza. Got a lot of members. I go to college Dems well, meeting. That, no that. pizza. <laughs> not a lot of members. I start ordering pizza. Now we have like a we have slightly more members and like it's a constant like people are showing up there's a pattern yeah yeah it's a pattern like uh f- like having incentives like having awesome. gaming free food yeah. and good free food. it's like it's a re it's a reassurance that like there's going to be positives at a club because i know certainly that when i walk into a new environment i'm very like i'm very like okay like i don't know what's going on I don't know what's going to be served. I don't know if I should eat beforehand. I don't know water. I don't know who I, you know, my, who all is going to be there. I don't know what I have to wear. Like, even if it's like a very casual club, there's like a, a list of steps you have to go through to be like, okay, what am I walking into? I, I know, like, I kind of went through that list mentally when I went to my first college Republicans meeting. Because um, I'm still not very familiar with the environment. Um but, it, you know, it gave me confidence to know that I already had a lot of friends in the group, um, even though if y'all made that really awkward for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like like knowing that and knowing, like, okay, you know, there's going – like there's something that I can take comfort in knowing. Um, so it's like knowing, like, that the club has, like, good pizza, has, like, food and drink and a social hour, like – Really listing out what the club has to offer, um, it allows uh, people who aren't sure about what they're walking into to be like, okay, like, you know, even if uh, the political situation turns out wrong and you know people start um, throwing chairs at each other, I can grab pizza for free and I can leave at any time. Like, people like to like carp- um, compartmentalize, mm-hmm. sort of like, okay, this is what I'm here for like this part may not be good but this part will be so i'm gonna stick here for that um that's like the big part um the second part is like okay we got the food but now the political stuff because keeping people um i i i don't want to get too much into this because there are a lot of names to be thrown out yeah um but yeah and i can assure you 99 percent tess is gonna hear this whole conversation so yeah don't (laughs) I can assure you. She did already, oh, she, so yeah. <laughs> she, she's got a secret recording device under the table. She's hearing the live stream. <laughs> God, I'm going to get a text on my phone saying, like, I heard that. Shout I'm out gonna... to Tessa, President of College Democrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're name-dropping a lot of names. I don't know how many people are <laughs> familiar with all these names, but... I, I won't do any more name-dropping, but yeah, yeah it's like... Uh, and Joaquin, you were present for this, Drew. You weren't. Uh, we had we recently had an election in uh, College Democrats, and the some of the like there were a lot of points being thrown out, but like the one that was like the most interesting to me was like how do we create um, like a space where people can discuss their ideas and you know talk freely, and also open it up to a wider sort of audience. And there were two. Very uh, different of opinions. One, in terms of organization, one believed that in order to have that, you need to have a very structured, like, okay, we have this corner of opinion, we have this corner of opinion. We put them on different sides and we, like, have them, like, you know, talk to each other. Um, and, you know, like, do debates, do these formal, like, um, con- contests. Because that's ultimately what it would be. 
if anytime I've walked into a band, I'm like, this is a contest to see how I'm going to win. Maybe I'm thinking of debates in a wrong sort of way, but like if you call something a debate, that's what people think it is. It's a contest of like see your how your idea is gonna beat somebody else. And it's like that was one area. And the other one was uh less organization. People just need to speak freely. And in unorganized, like, okay, it's your talking time. Like, you can't have that. It needs to be a free environment. And I forget to mention, but the second layer is, like, having, dis- like, being able to discuss your ideas freely and having good political conversation while also having, uh, while also not being antagonistic towards people's opinions. Because it's a, you know, it's a very fine line between having a, you know, respectful disagreement having an, a hostile disagreement. It's like, where do you draw that line? How do you protect people's opinions while also exposing them to other opinions? And personally, I, I lean, I mean, obviously, as all things political, I lean towards more of a hybrid of the two, of the two opinions. Like, yes, in a formal setting, we can have like a, a debate of ideas, but on the, like in an average meeting, it needs to be an open discussion where people can say what they want freely and, you know, expect, you know, expect pushback, um, expect pushback, but like not expecting a host, hostile responses. So that's the one thing I need to really uh, rein in on as president, like, um, because that's the natural inclination, especially, you know, uh, we've talked about Trump a lot, but yeah, like the. The idea of a hostile political response, that's like, that that's the war we live in now, unfortunately. I, I had a conversation with somebody earlier today, and I named, like, I, I'm not going to name drop, but, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, so-and-so is uh, a Republican now. Um, this isn't, like, in, in reference to the political club. This is, like, in, like one of my high school friends. It's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is a political uh, – so-and-so has changed their political opinion. And my my mom immediately switched on them. It's like, oh, well, suppose they don't like women then. I shit you not. That's actually, like, she's like, oh, so I suppose that, you know, insert, like, really uh, extreme republic or right-leaning opinion. She listened. I'm like, mom, they're, they're just going, you know, they're just, like, experimenting and seeing, like, they, they feel a bit more conservative on issues. They're seeing if they can find a community in this party. It's, you know, they're, they're not Nazis. They, they, they haven't they started. They could be. <laughs> I've known the person for a while, so if they turn out to be a Nazi, I think that error is on me. But it's like, I don't know, giving like, uh, like, you know, saying that you doubt something or something elicits that strong of a reaction. I mean, that's what we've been conditioned to do is just completely go against people on the other side of the aisle. And that's very present in a lot of club discussions. It's very unfortunate. I need to rein in on it. It's going to suck. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, pizza, donuts, um, let people talk freely uh, and and rein in on uh, the offensive stuff. Yeah. It sucks because, like the people I'm talking about, know exactly what's going on. Yeah, yeah everyone. Yeah, everyone of their of your club who listens to this podcast is gonna so understand it's, it's perfectly what you're talking about. Nobody like only. Yeah, well, Tessa is gonna pre- understand perfectly what you mean. Yeah, even yeah. though you need a name to anyone, she's gonna know. <laughs> she, she, Can't wait. Yeah, but no. Um. Okay. Ways to reviving the club. Yeah. Pizza. Uh, tabling with food. That's another way. Tabling with food and some and also we talk about tabling with not so much controversial stuff for example we're not going to table pro-life we already did that did not work <laughs> um so yeah mostly tabling mostly tabling with food and also um, um a way we're going to try to increase uh, because this I, I i believe i don't know if the same happens with yaf but for college Republicans, you have like extremely high registration, but very low 
attendance turnout. Well, yeah, I think on Leo, Yaf currently has 83 or so people registered. See? See? Then the problem like, is Oh, we got like 120. <laughs> See? Yeah, it this, goes like this that. These type of political clubs have like a lot of people who register, but then they, they don't show never up. go. So what we're going to do is basically a measure we're going to take is like, hey, you, some we're going to make some of the meetings mandatory. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, obviously, but like for the for example, the first two are gonna be mandatory. You don't go if and if you miss them, like the mandatory meetings. I don't know what is gonna be under specific. I don't know if it's just one or if you miss two or something. I don't know how much, but that would be a good idea. Like if you miss a certain amount of mandatory meetings, you're just taken out of the email list and Leo because you're, you're not, not gonna be angry. You're not an actual. You're member, not an actual yeah. member. Uh, something that I. To add on to that idea, like, I think this is the one time I'm going to reference why do you say in a positive light, <laughs> shockingly. But they, you know, I think they have a pretty good hand. Okay, it's not a pretty good handle. But they have a handle on it in a way that the rest of the clubs aren't doing in which um, if you are absent for a certain amount of time, you have to attend, like, a, not attend, but you have to participate in a sort of um, recap meeting. Where you are kind of introduced, because uh, the thing about YDSA is they're a lot more active, and they're like, okay, this is what we're doing, this is what we're pushing for, while the other clubs are kind of, you know, stumbling after post-COVID, um, our little post-COVID recession. Um, but yeah, it's like, you need to be very up-to-date on what's going on in YDSA, so it's like, if you miss, like, three meetings at row, you can't participate until you know until you're back up to speed, um, and honestly, it's like th- like that makes sense. Even though I f- feel like they were a bit too harsh about it. Like uh, an example I remember is um, they had a member who was you know going away, uh, like studying abroad. They're like, do we keep them as a member? Do we? It's like we don't want because they were like a very dedicated, very active member. I could, like, just see it from the way she was talking. She knew everybody. Everybody had faith in her. And they are like, you know, we don't want to set a precedent of, you know, not allowing this person to participate because they won't be present for me. And it's like, and I had to tell him, I'm like, this is one of the most dedicated members he got. Like, don't, like, kick him, like, you know, don't give him the boot on technicality. Yeah. And for, um, just to talk about the mandatory thing, because, I think that's a great idea. I think I might want to add that. Um, yeah, you can have. I think it's we, like, we don't have the right. We don't have the rights to it. So yeah, it's a free, open, public idea. Yeah, it's like, uh, like a mandatory meeting. You know, set the tone. If you don't attend that one, you have to email within like a week saying, "Hey." No, I no, no. If you if you really can't go to the mandatory meeting, you send an email. That that's a good way to put it for yeah, the, because like, I understand people sometimes got stuff to do yeah they, they yeah. have homework or something if you send an email and you tell me yo i'm not gonna be able to go but i would really like to but i have to do this 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 and that mm-hmm. then that's okay but if you just don't show up don't say anything then i'm gonna like okay um, for the next mandatory meeting you have to be there mm-hmm. or we'll just I remove think, uh, you from the from the from the email list or yeah I'm I'm thinking of college Republicans right now because I remember hearing about events they had in mind, you know, just social, casual stuff. And maybe, like, um, a required amount of meetings to participate in such events. Like, I remember they wanted to work with the surf club to just go pick up trash on the beach. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that's, like, that's not a political thing. That's not That's whatever. not a political thing. Yeah, yeah. you just said it. Um, it's, yeah, maybe you just have to atten- attend, like, a, a certain amount of meetings or a meeting... Uh, regarding that event specifically yeah those are those are good ideas i don't know if it's gonna there's not like scientific we we have to try we have to try there's no like scientific way of like no if you do this this and that you're gonna get attendance go up sure now i wish i wish unless we get justin bieber in the club i don't think (laughs) no one's gonna go (laughs) or something like that but but yeah um yeah, mandatory meetings. That's something. I, that's something we sh- both college Republicans and Yaf are talking to do. I don't know college Democrats. I think you kind of you kind of like the idea, but yeah, it's like, mm, how am I gonna like? We just have to that? solve out like because I don't think like if you miss one um, 
one meeting you should be thrown out no oh definitely not i don't think that should be i'd get kicked out of the club if (laughs) yeah i I would get kicked out of the club as well Yeah, but I we have to establish a system that like if you don't go to a set of meetings, then you just kicked out because you're not a member of the club. Yeah, and you have to make sure you don't take it too seriously because that's the one error I think. Uh, why do you say it is that they took it a little too seriously? And oh, no, like, that recap meeting, no, no, no <laughs> recap gonna meeting. Be a, yeah, it's like, gonna be a pain in the ass to do. No, fair, no. very fair. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, just them talking about he took it very seriously and. Like I feel like, call uh, college gems is even like in a less position to take like serious like attendance issues seriously because it's like we can't scare off the little amount of people we have. We need everybody to come like when they can. Oh yeah, and the mandatory meetings will be like every like three weeks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another uh, incentive um, I was thinking of, and I want to know. Um, if YAF and college Republicans had any, uh, were also thinking about this. Talk about um, internships. Um, like, in the little bit of reconnecting I've done with, uh, you know, our parent organizations and outside groups, I got contacted by, we've been contacted by two groups over the past year, um, Swing Left and uh, uh, Project Superbloom. Uh, one's like a nonprofit, one's a, a pack. Um, and yeah, they're both like, Hey, we want, you know, here are some tools, like here are some communities you can get connected to. Um, we're off like, here are some, like, here are things we want volunteers for. And I think for tabling specifically, I'm going to be advertising that stuff specifically, like, Hey, you know. Uh, get connected to this group. Uh, start war- start you know acting with this. Start doing this. Uh, hey, I have a um, an event that we wanted to do, but eventually we didn't have time for. Um, the for the California State Assembly, uh, we wanted to. We did give an endorsement for uh, Tina McKinner, um, who actually won the race. Uh, so yay us! We did so much for that. Um, but it's like getting people connected to the races specifically. Like the dream is like getting people connected to like campaigns because that is something that is possible for us. We can figure out how to like get people connected to campaigns, to other nonprofit organizations on campus. And if I just, I'm thinking like my dream scenario is I have a you know a nice big college Democrats table. Got my pizza, got my donuts, and I just got a bunch of flyers being like, "Hey, here are all the interesting things and all the interesting groups you can, I can connect you with." Um, and I mean, I like obviously there's it's a little bit iffy because uh, college Dems is a partisan organization. So we, we're very limited on who we can and cannot, uh, you know, chat with. I'm pretty sure that – I don't even know if, uh, like, the parent organization knows that we even, like, speak to YAF and, like, college Republicans on, like, an even level. I wonder – like, I'm very curious, and hopefully they don't. I mean, but you actually speak with college Republicans because your former president has a – Oh, Lord. Complicated relationship with the president of the college Republicans, to say the least. That is true. That is very true. But I'm, I mean, I know, uh, I knew now, like, I had spoken with Natalie when she was, uh, uh, you know, when she was doing that. And I assured her, like, you know, uh, it wasn't going to be like that uh, in the, like, uh, in the coming years. And with Ryland, I feel like that's going to be even easier because, I mean, like, I'm just I'm just chill with Ryland. Like I I didn't even have to like approach him in like an official like. So you're the new president of uh, College Republicans. Congratulations. Uh, I'm here to talk business. It's, no, it's like hey, good job, man. Good job, dude. Yeah, you're one of like, the boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, exactly. One of the boys. It's one like, of the boys. Yeah. The, we're not. There's no conflict there, and I wonder if this some. You know, by some streak of bad luck, this finds its way into like this like CDA, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you're not supposed to be talking with those guys. You're not. You're supposed to be uh, rooting against them." I don't know. I would 
I would think they'd encourage that, but then again, I don't know. On, on the upper levels, they people tend to care a lot less. They just tend to follow the rules. It'll be like that kind of bureaucratic, like, oh, you're not following the guideline. Maybe, but I don't. I don't think they'd care that much that you are in talks with that president of college Republicans. There's so. a lot, like, because realistically, n- nobody on the higher up is going to hear about this. Yeah. There's a lot of. I've seen a lot of drama from the little bit I've seen. Like, that, I tried to participate in. Like, a, I mean, I feel like those type of things, like for example, you college Democrats here talking to college Republicans. The biggest scenario, the big leagues are thinking they're not. Care actually, hopefully, hopefully, I don't think so. I get a nice sealed envelope saying you have one week to cease communications, (laughs) or else I'm shutting down. I seriously think that's not the case. That reminds me to the conversation I have with my roommate with my the sweet mate that canceled me actually before he canceled me. He was explaining to me why the Donald Trump president was (laughs) bullshit. I was like, like, okay, give me, give me your points, give me your economic points, give me your policy points, and then his first explanation was, oh no, it's just that people in my neighborhood were racist to me. I'm like, okay, why do you want Donald Trump to do this? (laughs) I mean, I mean, so see, those those are like, those those things are bad, but those are like little, little things, little scale things. And I think the big scale, the big fish, is not gonna. I mean, it's not that he doesn't care. It's just that, what the fuck am I going to do? I mean... <laughs> yeah, very fair point, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, unless you guys had any last things to add, because we are getting somewhat close to time. Because I yeah, shout out to Planned Parenthood for sponsoring this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, he said that, not me. <laughs> yeah, person said yeah. that, not me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send this to yeah if you're going to have to <laughs> talk with them now. Uh... Yeah, because I still have to pack everything down, and we're going to get kicked out of the room at 2.30. Um, so, yeah, if you had any last things you wanted to add or say or uh, nothing official. This is, again, this is not really like an official capacity, really. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> I'd say, like, I am very optimistic for where things are going. Yeah. Like, just knowing how it was in the past for, you know, all the all the groups. Um, it, feel, it really feels like, for some reason, that the clubs are just kind of getting it not a clean slate. It's not like, you know, there was stuff that needed to be scrubbed off. I feel like, at least, like, I won't speak, you know, for anybody else other than College Gems. There was certainly some stuff that needed to be scrubbed clean. And it's like now we have a much more solid base. We have an idea. We have committed people. And I'm very enthusiastic to be, you know, to have good relations with most of the clubs on campus. Um, I need to... I don't know, I need to uh, reach across, uh, I don't know, I guess, I've already reached across one side of the aisle, now I need to reach back and get to the other side of the aisle, see if I can work with uh, more people in that regard, but yeah, overall I'm very optimistic, I'm very happy, and I'm very fortunate to have gotten to know everybody in the sort of political sphere, everybody's been great, like, I was kind of expecting a lot of like, I was expecting the drama to not be in my own group. I was expecting the drama to be with other groups I mean, attacking there is, us. There is, there is drama. Oh, okay, yeah, but that's... A little bit. We all know that's going to go away in like a semester. Yeah, but, I mean, that is a really complicated to say the least <laughs> drama. I think that's more of a person-to-person drama. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, especially I'm definitely going to be hearing about that one. Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to keep hearing about it. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's cut the chase because like one of the people are gonna hear this conversation. So yeah, let's cut. So yeah, let's stop talking about that. I yeah. mean, just to say that I see this as an opportunity because basically we can kind of start from scratch. Basically, so yeah, I also feel that because of COVID, um, fresh as sophomores, especially as they had to do their first year online, they they didn't take clubs seriously, so they kind of like. They're kind of like us right now. They're kind of new to these things. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a clean slate. Yeah, it's really interesting because I think four, maybe even five years ago, YAF was the only political club on campus, and there wasn't much of a political scene outside of that. And so it's been really interesting just seeing college Republicans pop up, college Democrats pop up, YDSA, women in politics. It's been interesting to see all these clubs pop up, and there was a lot of drama over the last four years, especially within YAF. I could go on forever, but we had a lot of internal e-board drama, and then – there was all that, and that's kind of what 
partially created college Republicans out of that drama. And then there was a lot of drama within CR. And I, you, I'm sure, Sean, you can talk about all the drama in college Democrats. And, oh, Lord. But I think now it's actually looking pretty good. Like you were saying, I think that it is going to be a clean slate because now all these people with all these very interesting entangled histories and all this drama and all this stuff is leaving. And I think all the people coming up seem on pretty good terms, like everyone was saying. And I think that everyone coming in the new all the administrations for all these clubs and all the e-boards and all the members, I think they're all on pretty good terms and we're all more or less on the same page, at least about reaching out and talking to people. And so it's been interesting to watch that kind of evolution. And it's good to see that things are finally switching that direction because I think that's much healthier for the clubs and for the members and for the people and just the political climate in general. And so I'm pretty satisfied with where things are going. I think that it's looking a lot better than things were. It's been a rocky few years between all the clubs and internal and external and everything, but yeah, it's looking pretty good with a clean slate. Any last thoughts, comments? No, those were my last thoughts. Those are your last thoughts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. Cause I, I'm yeah, pretty I know, happy the, with that. The last thoughts have been going on for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thoughts yeah. are kind of like an introduction to our last thoughts. Kind of. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go start another tangent. This is the first half of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for both coming on just talking about everything. Um, thank you everyone who's here for listening, and I hope you all have a good day. Good luck with both your clubs in the future, and I'll hopefully keep in touch and see how things are going, and hopefully everything stays on the path it's heading right now. All right. All right. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. Everyone have a nice day.